Visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio Taiwan International. I'm Leslie Liao, and coming up this hour, I have Ear to the Ground, where Andrew Ryan brings you some sounds from Taiwan, and Jukebox Republic with Shirley Lin. But as always, we're going to start off with Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. Today is Monday, March 16th. Let's get right into it. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and joining me is Mr. John Van Trieste. Hi there. And Miss Shirley Lin. Hello. On today's agenda, the Taipei Zoo is one of my most favorite zoos in the world. It's surprisingly big, and apparently they're on the search for a new director of sorts. Some good, some worthy of sharing on this show. Next, a hot trend in Taiwan has caught on everywhere else around the world. What is it? Well, I'll tell you in a little bit. And some habits for you to get into during this COVID-19 outbreak. All that and more coming up next on Here in Taiwan. All right, John, so let's talk about the Taipei Zoo because it is one of my favorite places to go. Mm, I've seen many a zoo. This is probably one of the few that's worth visiting. It's a very nice zoo. The animals are well looked after. That's right. Um, they're quite spoiled. Um, but their current director is on his way out the door, going into retirement. And so uh, the zoo's looking for someone to replace him. And to do so, uh, to attract attention and get it and uh, make people aware, you know, qualified candidates that they can apply, they've uh, listed, they've come up with eight candidates of their own. All of them are animals. Oh, oh, so they're they're just like, this is the kind of person we want, and yes. we, each one has an animal personality. It, well, yeah, there are actual animals that live there. Uh, oh, okay. okay. Uh, so we have candidate number one, who was a koala, and uh, is... It, the the big draw here is that uh, this koala promises to allow all zoo animals to sleep up to eighteen hours a day. <laughs> oh, yeah. this is so cute! I mean, and also it's kind of adorable. They have to like you know make it topical too. So the koala also says apparently that this may take self quarantining to a new level. Oh wow! So they're doing a, a bit of prevention and be- yeah. this is just a three pronged approach. You're um, making it relevant. Right. Another one's a clouded leopard, and uh, there's also a meerkat, and those two seem to be particular favorites with voters. Um, yeah, people online are, are voting for their favorites, actually. <laughs> no one asked them to, I don't think, but they just started doing it anyway. Just so like, let's see we may we very got. well end up with a meerkat zoo director. Who knows? <laughs> the world's um, first. It would, be a very, it would be like meerkat manor, but much larger. Um, anyway, uh, the campaigns include the meerkat says that uh, they should ban large gatherings, which is... For people who don't know meerkats, I wasn't aware of this. Apparently, they're known for hugging family members. Meerkats. Okay. I didn't know that. I, I always thought meerkats were the ones that like. Yeah, they, they just pop. That's up. the one. That's the one. Oh, and they okay. also I've hug. Seen, like the I've on seen them at the zoo, that, but yeah. I didn't know that they hugged each other. That's very cute. That is adorable. But they're saying no more because we want to keep everyone healthy. <laughs> no, keep a distance. Um and. So I don't know how well their jobs, like their recruitment drive has gone in terms of finding someone qualified to run a zoo. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's something you can study at school, zoo management studies. (laughs) I have a PhD in zoo management studies, but um, they have gotten some other, I don't know, applicants. It's kind of snowballed into a marketing sort of, I don't know, frenzy with different companies and even government agencies sort of nominating their own animal mascots. Yeah, in this day and age, um, so, anything can become a marketing 
Yeah, um, they've already, the zoo has already shot down a request by the Coast Guard Administration to allow its guard dogs to manage the zoo, saying that <laughs> animals from other areas need to be quarantined for a month. Okay. That's so, steep logic. That's very good logic. The Ministry of Health uh, and Welfare also is promoting its spokes dog. And, uh, oh, the Shiba Inu? Yes. Okay. Uh, I, very cute. I saw that particular nomination. But again, outside animals apparently need to be quarantined. Um, even Lion Travel Agency, which is one of the bigger travel mm. agencies here in Taiwan, they do like tours abroad. Yeah. Um, they nominated, not surprisingly, their lion. Their the lion. butter lion? Um, and the mm-hmm. zoo responded by uh, apparently putting responded with some lyrics from the Lion King? I don't know. Really? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Which, uh, which, which ones? Ah, uh, Sigunya? Matata? There's so many good ones. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of become a thing online. Uh, it's got about 6,000 shares, and that was a while ago, so I don't know what it's like wow. now. People are very interested. The zoo is counting up the numbers of uh, like what people are who what candidates people are backing in the comment section and they said they'll reveal the candidates who qualify for the next round very soon so apparently it didn't start out as a vote but it's just turned into one is this an open we're gonna have an honorary animal manager from now on well what do you zoo. know i mean we were talking about mascots a while back and taipei city has its own it's the foremost in black bear yeah who i knows? must say how far the pandas have tumbled it used to be that um they were like the stars of the show i don't oh, see yeah, them they're not mentioned at all are they not even not in the top wow oh. that's fascinating they used to be like the biggest the biggest thing like people would line up for a really long time to go into yeah, the well, house if but you've ever been to the taipei zoo they have their own like they have complex, their own right and it's just three of them uh, it, it used to be two of them yeah, and then and it became three, three. and it's, you're inside the little one she's grown up now and i guess that's just uh, we're kind of biased towards the little ones i guess i mean that's i mean that's no kind of sad human no nature cuteness, I guess. oh well well i guess we'll find out who our honorary uh zoo director did they say soon. why the zoo, uh, the zoo director is retiring is it just it doesn't he's say for, i think he's probably just retiring yeah probably people do that so. zoology yes well, it's nice i mean in taiwan we do love our animals and uh, I'm, I'm sure there's no shortage of animal experts out there Alright guys, I'm here to talk to you about a trend in Taiwan that's caught on, I don't want to say like wildfire in the rest of the world, but it's happening in the rest of the world. Mm. Do you guys want to venture a guess as to what it might be? What are people doing in Taiwan these days? Well, it's something that we used Staying to do. Staying at home? Like, people are kind of like... A lot of people are. Not um, eating out and stuff like that. This one is buying up massive amounts of toilet paper. Oh, we did that before it was cool. We did that years ago. Well, there was yeah. a second wave, right? Like, the first wave was when, I think a number of maybe two three years ago uh paper manufacturers were talking about how they were going to increase the price there'll be a five cent increase oh no and so there was a huge store rioted in costco oh yeah Uh, and then this one the most recent one happened maybe just when the covid19 outbreak just started because why are people obsessed with toilet paper i mean it's a necessary item but like it's not going to disappear yeah but why why toilet paper of all things things, things like face wash or like listerine or where i don't know canned goods i mean like there's a wide specifically toilet paper yeah but there are pictures now surfacing in uh countries all over the world you have the u.s you have uh the uk canada 
you go to those big box warehouses, the shelves are empty. And not only that, but there are lines out the wazoo. To be fair, a lot of these are places where things like Black Friday happen. And they don't. people don't need much encouragement to go crazy. That is true. Like, consumerism is a huge part of these cultures. So, but I just wanted to point it out, you know, Taiwan kind of... Like, people are just like, that. why are people going crazy over toilet paper? I'm just like, well, we've been going to- crazy over toilet paper for three years now. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we just all need those, like, Japanese spray toilets to, like, solve that The bidets? Issue. Oh, those, yeah. are, those are high. That's some high-tech stuff right <laughs> there. Very fancy. Yes. Yeah, we've got one. Um, not only that, but the other thing that uh, was was in high demand when this first happened was face masks in Taiwan, and that led to rationing systems. Right. Would you guys care to venture a guess how much money... Uh, or purportedly in France, one box of face masks are right now in euros. In euros. Oh. In, in euros? Ugh, I have no idea. Um, uh, three thousand. They are. Uh, you're in this. You're in the right range. It's about a thousand euros and for a box of fifty. Well, I'm sure that I mean there must be some restrictions. I mean, medical workers definitely need them to do their jobs. Yeah, but like I think these are people on the secondary market trying to flip on them the for black a profit. Market. <laughs> yeah, on the black market for the masks. So this is just you know something that Taiwan's been through before, and I think because we've been through it before, Taiwan's got a lot more right. infrastructure in place to, to to deal with it. I mean, our premier came out during the second Great Toilet Paper Panic. The uh, the premier came out and just like okay everybody now the premier <laughs> had to just come Address out the and be toilet like, paper issue he's just like we do not need to freak out about toilet paper yeah. and this is something that totally blindsided these other countries I just think it's amusing we're just used to like panic buying every yeah. time it, I mean every time a typhoon comes through it's like oh yeah that's things true. that no but it's like how many cabbages do you need <laughs> <laughs> because the price of vegetables would go up after the typhoon yeah, that's why how many you can't even the, eat that many in yeah, the next. You they don't go bad. too well. You know what? Actually, cabbage does, um, yeah, stay fresh I mean, pretty long it's, because it's a hard type of vegetable. Well, as opposed to the green ones. Well, if okay. you ever see now we're on vegetables. Okay, never. Mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you digress a bit too much, I think about a toilet paper shortage in your area. Just remember, Taiwan did it first. <laughs> with uh, some rationing, especially with the face masks. John, you have uh, information about this new government program where the ration system is being upgraded so much just so, they're deeming it Face Mask System 2.0. They love using 2.0 and 3.0. Isn't there like an infrastructure industry 4.0? It's a very, it's something that our government likes. So anyway, um, yeah, for a while we were rationing face masks at select sort of pharmacies. But people complained about that because there were long lines, and a lot of them were emptied, like, before noon. I know Jake, he would actually have to um, tell our supervisor, Paula, he's just like, uh, I might be late tomorrow because I'm going to be lining up for masks. (laughs) But, like, pretty much anyone who works, like Mm. I said, I mean, they don't have... At, at an hour break to go wait for masks. That's so right. Pretty much only retired people or, I don't know, people who stay at home all day yeah. have, were able to get any. Yeah. So now they've put it online. Uh, there is an online system in place. It seems to be up and running. Uh, given the amount of demand that still exists for masks, even though we're only allowed three for every seven-day period, mm-hmm. uh, the website crashed. Pretty much immediately. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah it did. It's um, like a concert. It's like <laughs> cons- Beatles concert tickets. Uh, yeah, um, like something more than 87,000 people logged on on just like the mobile app Holy when it first moly. went online at 9 a.m. Uh, and that, this was on, it looks like, was it March 12th? 
Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. was when people started going in and pre-ordering them. I guess they're not available yet. It's like a book release. Um, there were eight, yeah, more than 88,000 people were eventually able to order their weekly ration mm-hmm. um, by Thursday afternoon. But uh, apparently, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to need to um, increase their bandwidth. Actually, I think they're planning to do that. Um, yeah, as of 2 p.m., 88,000 people have placed orders. And I guess what happens is they show up at your nearest convenience store. Yeah. Which is where a lot of online shopping ends up anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of, I mean, people, especially if they live in apartments, may share a tiny little mailbox with all their neighbors. That's what mm-hmm. I know I do. So there's no room for packages. Yeah. It's sort of Taiwan's solution to that issue of not having a, it's big... a very good so It's a very good solution. Yeah, you just show up because everyone has a convenience store at least right within a, across the street distance. or sometimes right directly below their houses yeah mm-hmm. um so uh to do it though you need to have a this is what i think is a bit uh, frustrating you need mm. to have a card reader which is like the thing that they stick your card in when you go see a doctor here your national health insurance oh. card. they have to but yeah. this article makes it seem like that's something that normal people have like just hey, sitting around at home well i better get the card reader out like, i have one <laughs> do you yeah we do too it's just uh, what? for taxes cheap. For taxes oh, in Taiwan, foreigners have to can't do that. We have yeah. to go. We have a special counter. It's okay. I'll bring it. I'll bring it in for the office. I think I have an extra one somewhere. Ooh. Apparently, they're not expensive, but I have never no. seen one of these on yeah. sale anywhere. <laughs> they're, they're, Where do you even get one? There's one. They, they were selling like com- convenience stores for a little bit. What? I, I have never oh, really? seen that yeah, ever. Yeah. So buy them online. Yeah. Um, Apparently, there's another way, but only citizens can uh, get it that way. Mm-hmm. It's something about their digital citizen certificate. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently, that's the easier way. It goes more, less, less glitchy. You'd think the health card would be the most direct way because uh, that's how they've been doing it. People had some issues about it. There huh. were people who were complaining, both using the website and the mobile app, both of them, they said uh, using their health card was a bit trickier. But, uh, yeah, they're expanding the system to accommodate the high volume of demand. And a spokesperson for the cabinet is saying, you know, it's pre-ordering, right? Yeah. It's not like a rush, and it's a, it's a week-long trial period. No. It's not going to get there any faster by everyone cramming. Just like cramming into it. Banging at the gates first thing in the morning on the first day. So she's, she's saying, really, you can wait to, like, March 18th, and still, they'll come to you all at the same time. You know, it's... They're also saying, though, because their plan right now is for 2.33 million people to use this system. Mm. Uh, But they're afraid that there may be more people than that. And if that's the case, they may have to once again put a lottery system in place. Um, Lottery system? Yeah, like when when you were... I think what that means is not an actual lottery system, but like at the... Even an odd? Yes. When they were at... It's a bit like the oil shock Mm. times when like Mm. your license plate number determined. Basically, whatever number... Of your health card, the last number of your health card. Yeah, it's right. even or odd. There are different times at which you are allowed to line up. Otherwise, they won't sell it to you. So. Well, I see this as moving in the right direction. Yeah, I hope that we can get more than three per week soon. Yeah. Um, it's kind of gross having to reuse them. I think next, I think this week or, or, or this week, yeah, 10 million masks a day. So hopefully we'll put that into good use. Mm. All right, we're going to close out today with a few... Good COVID-19 prevention habits with Shirley Lynn. Shirley, what's the word out there for the best habits to have? Well, some of these are probably not new to you. You probably hear your friends doing it or whatever. Mm. But there's one netizen who um, decided to say, I'm sure she's a woman because she's saying that um, since the COVID-19 and she's been wearing um, you know, masks, so then she's saving money from us- using makeup. Like she decides not to wear makeup. Mm. 
you know, because it just, wearing a mask takes it's off all the way up around. Why gets bother? Messy, a little bit dirty. And um, she's not going to KTVs anymore or to the movie theaters. And KTV she, being karaoke. Yeah. Right, 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 karaoke. Yeah, it seems like um, Westerners... Prefer, People don't know they, that. Don't know what KTV no, is, right? No, that's something I had to learn. Karaoke, right. And then um, also she's now using more her credit card mm. to pay for anything instead of, the, you know, touching. actually touching money and yeah. having actual cash transactions or, or even other ways of, like, you know, trans, uh, transfer of um, uh, money or whatever. And because you never know where, yeah, where all that money has been through. And so then she was like asking, well, how's everybody else doing in terms of like, you know, um, building up, you know, new good habits? Yeah. Um, of course, some people are saying that, wow, they're, they're washing their hands a lot more often. And, uh, <laughs> I and can relate. Yeah. And then others are saying that they're using rubbing alcohol to clean their mobile phone as mm. well as their desktop at work. Mm. And then, um, yeah, wearing um, facial masks more than often. And other people are also saying about like changing their washing, uh, hand washing habits. I mean, think about, uh, you know, we, we put on a video last week, right? Mm-hmm. About this video, about all different ways. And actually, it was to a hip hop song. Oh, yeah, the Korean hip hop song. It's not just that. Really the not... Vietnamese Health Ministry came out with one, too. That was, was a, lots really? of really catchy songs. That was songs. a very catchy song. There were a lot that of catchy songs going about, song. about yeah. how to wash your hands. I learned but some Vietnamese from that song, actually. <laughs> But I mean, really? I mean, I'm watching that after watching the, um, that video. Do you actually really wash the hands? It shows, like, you know, scrubbing the tip of your nails on the palm of your hand, and and you know, in, in between the nukes and everything. When I, I'm uh, still not. I mean, it's just too much. When I wash my hands, I do it indiscriminately. <laughs> I just rub vigorously yes. for 20 seconds. You do. You've always been. No, 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 no. Like during now. this time, during this. Oh, time. what I really wish, though, uh, in this year, twenty twenty. Why do we still have to touch ATMs? Ugh, I hate it. I want to wave my hand and yeah, get my now money. Yeah, I'm thinking about. Yeah, and a lot of them like have like fingerprint scanners. I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. What do you do? Uh, that's something that I wish we could do away with. Touching ATMs, I think. Yeah, like so, I think every time I get money now, I'm like, mm, uh, who's touched this? For I think me? the uh, the post office is actually going to roll out. What's it called? You can do it on your phone and then scan the uh, scan a QR code. I like that and idea. And then the ATM will just start spitting out money at you. Okay. Apparently, that's the new that's thing. That's probably better, right? And um, and then there are others who have started to buy these hand wash. You know, like you know, can just carry um, carry hand, it in your bag. Hand sanitizer, like hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizers, right? Right. Hand sanitizers. That's that's what it is. I didn't really. I, I'd expect those. Those. That's one of the things that's just gone. Like you can't buy. Yeah, I, know, I, I was I able to. I found some. Stuff. Really? Yeah, I found some. Where at? Yeah. A convenience store. They're just hanging around there. Huh. I thought it was rationed, but apparently not. <laughs> well, what do you know? You know, sometimes I mean, you have to use it. You feel your hands feel sticky, and you just yeah. don't. No, if you want to handle a food after using a hand sanitizer, though. It's better than nothing. Like, yeah. sometimes, sometimes I'll just be sitting there at the office and I'll just be like, you know what? It's time to wash my hands. <laughs> let's, let's sanitize. Let's, uh, yeah. let's uh, sanitize and see what happens. And then there are other people who used to stay home all the time. Now they stay home even more so That's than before. That's me. That's Shutters. me. There we go. 110% me. <laughs> or they're not going to the gym. And, um, well, which that's why there's the up in sales of uh, home exercise you know, gym home exercise, exercise equipment. equipment. Mm. Yeah. So. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for here in Taiwan. We hope you enjoyed listening to us talk about zoo animals and COVID-19. 19 and toilet paper coming up next ear, ear to the ground and jukebox republic from here in taiwan i'm leslie leo i'm john van Trias. and i'm shirley Lin. do not go away
Who knew that the Taiwanese pop star Jay Cho and I had so much in common? Of course, there are a lot of things that we don't have in common. For example, he acted in the Hollywood movie Green Hornet, and he has his own Batmobile, and he's one of the most successful singer, songwriter, producer, actor, directors in the Mandarin pop music scene. But if you listen to his music, you'll know that, like me, Jay Cho has a penchant for collecting and using sounds from everyday life, and he uses them in his songs. I'm Andrew Ryan, and in today's Ear to the Ground, we take a closer listen to the non-instrumental sounds in the music of Jay Cho. 贴紧台湾的羊耳朵, an ear to the ground. The other day I was listening to some Taiwanese pop music. We call it Mando Pop here in Taiwan because it's sung in Mandarin. And I pulled out Jay Cho's first release. It was a self-titled CD from 2000. And it's got his unique blend of pop and rap and blues and hip-hop fused with other elements to create what the Taipei Times called a dreamlike never-never land. It's a formula that won him Best Album for his debut release at the Golden Melodies in 2001. And what's even more interesting for our purposes is that he has a handful of songs on that debut album that incorporate sounds from everyday life. A song called Donio, or Bullfight, begins with the sounds of a basketball game. Now, Jay Cho is an avid player, and the song draws a connection between bullfighting and playing ball. In another song, Indian Lao Banjo, Old Indian Turtle Dove, you can hear the sound of, no, not a turtle dove, but horse hooves and stagecoaches. He would go on to use horses in another song, and he even had an album called Niu Zai Han or The Cowboy is Very Busy. I was so intrigued by his use of sounds that I checked out a whole stack of CDs from the music library here at Radio Taiwan International. I wanted to see what else I could find, and I discovered a whole musical world full of sounds from everyday life. You can hear crickets and other insects in Xiang or fragrant rice, which has a very down-home Taiwanese sound to it. The sound of rain can be heard in a number of different songs, most notably in Ba Wo Le, Dad, I'm Home, and it gives that song a particularly ominous feeling because it's about domestic violence, and the son is asking his father not to hit his mother. But my favorite way in which Jay Cho uses everyday sounds is not simply as background noise, but as an integral part of the song. And the piece in which he does that best is a song called San Nian Er Ban, or Class 2, Grade 3. In the song, the sounds of a bouncing ping pong ball form the complicated rhythms of the music. And of course, this is all integrated into the storyline. If you watch the music video, you discover that it's about a third grader who's in a ping pong club, and he's constantly picked on by other boys. Eventually, he grows up and represents his school at a ping pong competition, and the older, grown-up version of the boy, of course, is played by Jay Cho himself, who has some pretty great kung fu-style ping pong moves. Okay, so maybe I do have something else in common with Jay Cho. Uh, no, not the ping-pong moves straight out of the movie Matrix, but something connected to rhythmic sports sounds. 
You see, one of my very first shows at RTI back in February of 1999, which is before he came out with his first album, I had this show called Taiwan Health and Fitness Beat. The introduction to the show features race cars, ping pong balls, and a golf ball landing in a hole, which melds into the rhythm of the leader. Have a listen. Taiwan Health and Fitness Beat. Okay, I think that's enough. I'm not going to play the whole piece. I'm no Jay Cho. But I do admire him for his creativity and his sharp ears and his ability to incorporate everyday sounds into his music. And I'll let him thank me later for using my ping pong idea. I'm just playing. With an ear to the ground, I'm Andrew Ryan. You've just tuned in to Post Republic. I'm Shirley Lin at Radio Taiwan International. That's Evangeline uh, Wong. Okay, she um, made it into the 11th place in the top charts this past week. So I'm in- introducing her for the first time. She's from Malaysia, actually. And this song is called Leaving. Which actually means leaving the thing that I rely on. Well, it's my first time learning about her, and so are you, so let's have a listen to this song first.
You're just tuned into Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin, and that was Evangeline Wong from Malaysia. What do you think about her voice? You know, actually listening to it up close now, I thought that's pretty good. I kind of like it. I didn't think that I was going to like it that much because it just sounded a little bit more nasal than I thought. But uh, actually, that wasn't bad. That actually was good. No wonder it made it into the top charts. So, um, Evangeline, let me see here. Um, oh, that song just now, um, it was actually written last May when her mom was sick back home in Malaysia and Evangeline couldn't be there. So, um, that's why she wrote that song. But uh, I'll tell you more about her relations with her mom later. So, ever since in second grade, Evangeline had made a wish that she was going to move to Taiwan because this is where Chinese pop music really uh, came about, you know, like Mandarin pop. And um, she grew up listening to radio when she was little, and she really believed that she can learn a lot from those other singer-songwriters on the other end of the radio who are like her, a singer-songwriter. Finally, at the age of 19, she came to Taiwan as an exchange student. She studied art and design. And then in 2015, she joined this One Million Star Talent Show. Yeah, it's like, you, you hear me talk about it a lot. It's, uh, it was a once very popular uh, talent show on TV. Um, she, was, uh, she made it into the uh, round of 14 finalists. And uh, so right after that, she signed with a record company. But due to some reason... Uh, um, her contract was revoked the following year, and she was pretty down. Um, then she came up with the song Expiration Date. And someone who's a music composer and producer, he's like a mix of Japanese and, I don't know, um, English and Dutch or something. I don't know. Yeah, um, so this guy, he has his own record company. Um, he was really touched by that music. You know, so he himself is a music composer and producer, and he's got his own music company. So, um, so he signed her, and they came out with uh, her debut album in 2018, and then in 2019, uh, Evangeline was nominated Best Newcomer at the Golden Melody Awards, which is you heard me say it all the time. It's like the equivalent of the Grammys, but here in Asia. Now, one of her regrets is that uh, when her grandma was dying. Uh, she didn't have money to uh, buy a plane ticket to fly home. So she didn't get to see her grandmother one last time before she died. And uh, later her, she said that her grandma appeared a lot in her dreams, telling her that she's okay, she's happy, and that she's seen her success in her music career. So she, to remember her grandmother, she wrote the song Dreams. Let's have a listen to that. Oh 
闪烁。想象你在寻找我。如果你允许我。Now, if you remember me saying that she has a great relationship with her mom, she basically was the only child in the family, so her mom is like her play pal. When she was little, they would go kiting together, they would play games together, they even went and bought those Star Wars, you know, lightsabers and played together. And、uh, even when she, when Evangeline was in junior high school, her mom is like. You know, it's like a, a good buddy because whenever her mom saw someone handsome in her class, her mom was the one going up to the guy and asked him for his telephone number for Evangeline. Now, when her mom became sick, I guess it probably was last year.、Um, her mom told her not to waste money and buy a ticket to fly home to see her. And this was especially the week before Golden Melody Award ceremony. So Evangeline really hesitated about whether to continue to pursue her music career in Taiwan and just fly home and just you know、um, not come back again. So it wasn't until later that she wrote、uh, some songs to calm herself down and not be so emotional and moody. And、um, for a while, though, she temporarily stopped writing love songs. She just decided not to write love songs anymore, and I、uh, went back to writing rock and techno music、uh, scores. I guess.、Um, let's have a listen to this next song. How about the song that made her famous, "Quan Bu Zu de Ai," Unlimited Love. Thank you. 
见，可是留不住天堂。我知道不是想象。哦，拥抱着痛。Evangeline really tries to be different. Like uh, right now, she's dyed her hair light purple color, and she is known as the one who likes to wear flats onto stage. Well, what happened was that um, one time she was at a different talent show from the one that's called One Million Star, but she recognized one of the judges from One Million Star talent show. She told this judge, who actually is a famous TV show host, that.、Uh, Um, back when she was competing in the One Million Star, this judge told her that you could have done a better job if you had taken off your high heel shoes. And so, right there and then, at this other talent show that she was on, she took off her shoes and went barefoot and sang. So she's really known as a singer who wears flats on stage. But people actually criticized her because、uh, there was one time she was、uh, dressed really formally in a very beautiful dress, short dress, but on her feet she had like these 
almost like sandals, you know, flats. So, um, and I guess people didn't like that. You know, there's this thing about celebrities. You look better in heels. You you would have better posture. You just look more sexy. And anyway, so um, in fact, that very same talent show, all the contestants had to wear these flamboyant masks on their faces um, because I guess they don't want the judges to be biased by the looks of the challengers or to be able to immediately recognize who they are. But I mean, imagine trying to do your best. You want to be at your best singing at a competition, right? And yet you have to wear these masks. How can you actually be out of yourself and, and really sing out, you know? And then um, and then wear these high heels. I, I couldn't imagine me singing well in my heels and, um, you know, and, and wearing a mask. But they have to do that. I mean, isn't that the thing about being a celebrity? is that, you know, you just have to be able to overcome challenges. I mean, those those masks, first of all, they look itchy and they look really heavy. It's just so ridiculous. But it just reminds me of uh, the recent release of the movie Judy, which was depicting um, Judy Garland, you know, the, the girl who sang Over the Rainbow, um, somewhere, somewhere Over the Rainbow, I almost start singing, uh, from Wizard of Oz. Um, you know, it's really sad because uh, during the time when she was just a child um, prodigy, she uh, was forced to take um, amphetamine to to increase wake. Uh, it's it's for increased wakefulness. Can you believe it? To keep her awake, as she you know keep on filming one one movie after another, and then another was to take barbiturate, which is a mild sed- sedation um, uh, pill so that she can sleep. Really sad. And I remember there was a time when she was actually, Judy Garland, that is, when she was in um, maybe shooting for um, a commercial, and she was in this commercial with another guy, and the guy was like eating a hamburger. And she wanted so much to eat the hamburger because during the whole time when she's a, a movie you know, celebrity, she was forced to only drink water and a, a plate of vegetables, and that's all she can eat. So sad, but I guess that's how it is. I mean, if you want to become famous, you're going to be, have to be able to meet up with the challenges. And it's, yeah, it's sad. Very pathetic. Oh, well, so that's Evangeline Wong from Malaysia. Let's hope all the best for her as she tried to develop her singing career here in Taiwan. Thank you so much for tuning in to Jukebox Republic. I'm Shirley Lin. One last song. Here's Bao Chun Qi Xian. Expiration date.
选择，选择我离去，选择让我失去你。Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. 
Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.